return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? We bless your name, O Lord, and magnify you tonight. We exalt you for who you are. There is none like thee, O God. We thank you for the bread of life. We thank you for a time like this in your presence. It is our prayer that every blessing you have in store for us, O God, will be our portion tonight. It is our prayer that you use me as a vessel to bless your people tonight. At the end of the day, may glory and honor be ascribed to your name. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We bless the name of the Lord for tonight. I think the message is also very timely. You know, we've been talking about the presence of God being like heaven to us. I believe that God wants to bless us tonight. So tonight, um, I'm grateful to Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin, for the great opportunity to minister the word of God. And God, we should bless you also for coming. It is not always easy to walk in the cold or drive in the cold to the house of God. But there is more blessing here. Hallelujah. Bible says that in his presence there is fullness of joy. And I pray in the name of Jesus that even as you've made time to come to the presence of God, may he fill you with joy. Even if you have sorrows in your life, I pray that may the Lord replace sorrows with joy. Because everything is possible in his presence. Hallelujah. So tonight we'll be talking about the presence of God. And we'll read a scripture from Exodus 33, 2 to 5. And then we'll skip to the verse 13 to the 16. So that I will send my angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up into your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you are stiff-necked people. And when the people heard this bad news, they mourned and no one put on his, gam- on his ornament. For the Lord has said to Moses, Say to the children of Israel, You are stiff-necked people. I, come, I could come up into your midst in one moment and consume you. Now therefore, take off your ornaments, that I may know what to do to you. Let's skip to the verse 13. So that now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know, your, that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how, would, how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? Except you go with us, so we shall be separate, so, so we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Amen. Um, We thank God for his word. I believe we are in a new year and people are beaming with so many aspirations. People have so many plans. People have so many targets, you know, to achieve this year. People are looking forward to a very great year. You know, 
if you pick about 100 people, I think about 99.9999% of everyone wishes the year ends well for him or her. You know, everybody is really expectant of great things. But one thing, you know, that can really assure us of a great year is the presence of God. And, and when you look at this scripture carefully, it talks about the people of Israel. You know, after over 430 years in slavery in Egypt, Bible says that finally their prayers is answered. And, and God, you know, through Moses, you know, delivered the people of Israel from, from Egypt. And by the mighty hand of God, they crossed over the Red Sea. And it didn't just happen ordinarily. Bible said that it was, you know, surrounded by miracles. It was surrounded by wonderful testimonies. Bible says that the, the, the Egyptians were pursuing them. And God, through miracles, signs and wonders, you know, opened the Red Sea. And the people of Israel walked through, you know. And this is the doing of the Lord. And, and when they you know, were pilgriming to the promised land, that was the land God had assured them. God had promised Abraham, God had promised Isaac, God had promised Jacob that he's going to take his people out of captivity and lead them to a promised land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey, a land that is full of good things. So that was the expectation of the people of Israel. And through the hand of God, they began this journey. But Bible says that as the pilgrim through the wilderness, so many things happened. You know, they experienced the miracles of God. Manna, you know, came for them to eat. God did so many miracles. There were times that they were even thirsty, that God was caused water to gush out through the rocks for them to drink. They reached a place where the water was so bitter, they called it Mara. And God, through miracle, you know, made it a sweet water for them to drink. But you realize that the life of the Israelites were like life of ungratefulness. You know, they easily forgot what God did for them. So at a point in time, God was angry at them. And then God told them that, definitely I'm going to take you to the promised land. You know, the land that is flowing with milk and honey. But one thing you should be assured of is that I will not go with you. My presence will not go with you. And the Bible says that when they heard this news, the Bible said that they mourned. You know, they, 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 were, they were so much in a state of agony. They, God had assured them that definitely what you are looking for, what you are expecting, you shall definitely get it. But the mere fact that God said that you are going to get all these things without my presence accompanying you was actually bad news for them. So when you read scripture, the Bible says that when they heard this bad news. Okay, so this year, I believe that you have so many plans. But one thing that can really guarantee it is the presence of God. And this makes me understand why sometimes the Bible uses the word good success. You know, when God was talking to Joshua, he said that, study my word, meditate upon it day and night, and even as you do this, I'm going to give you good success. So there is success and good success. Good success is a success that has the presence of God all around it. Because you can be successful, but you will be battered. You can be successful, but you attain that target after so many wounds. And, and even, as, even though you have attained that success or that breakthrough, you will forever be bitter. Because you achieved it through a tough and challenging way. But when God's presence accompanies a child of God, he gives him good success. So I believe that the people of Israel understood the benefits of God's presence. They understood what they stood to gain if God accompanied them to the promised land. And I believe that that was why they were so much bitter, they were so much angry. And, and you know, when you read scriptures, the Bible talks about how God told the people of Israel to mourn. That if, in times of adversity, in, time, in times of bad news, if something goes wrong, 
and you are weeping, you know, you know, take off your ornaments, you know, sit in ashes, wear sackcloth, you know. God had assured them success anyway. But the mere fact that God was not going to go, his presence was not going to accompany them, put them in that state. They wept and they were in a state of sorrow like people who have been, you know, um, beaten or people who are in a difficult situation just because they believe that God's presence was important to them. And when you read scriptures very well, Moses also came into the scene. In the verse 15 and then the 16, Moses also begins to ask God a lot of questions. Bible says that he said that, how can you say you will not go with us? You know, how will it be known by the peoples of the world that we have found favor or grace in your sight? Except your presence goes with us. It means that when the presence of God is with someone or the presence of God goes with someone, the person enjoys the grace of God. The person enjoys the favor of God. So he was asking, how will the people of the world who have seen that mighty things you did for us in Egypt, how will they indeed know that indeed your favor is with us? And then he asked the second question, how would we then be distinguished and then separate from the people of the face of the earth if your presence does not go with us? So this, this tells us of some of the importance of the presence of God. And I believe that this scripture, though in the Old Testament, is very applicable to our lives today as children of God. You know, you and I were in 2021, you know, and we were praying and trusting God to give us life, to give us strength, preserve us and our families, you know, protect us from the, arms, from the hands of the enemy, and make 2022 a possibility for us. And by the message of God, through traveling prayers, by the message of God, through calling on the name of God, God made us crossover, just like the people of Israel, who, tr- who trusted God and trusted God for a crossover, and it was possible. And entering, entering 2022, like I said, we have entered 2022 with great promises. You know, Bible says that God has great plans for us. He said that he knows the plans he has towards us. They are plans of good, not evil, to give us a future and an expected end. So 2022, we are tapping into the promises and the blessings of God. And then personally for your life, you have so many things you are trusting God to do for you. Just like the people of Israel were aiming towards that promised land. Now, how would you feel if God tells you that I'm not going to go with you this year? How would you feel if God tells you that my presence will not accompany you in your workplace this year? How will you feel if God is going to tell you that in your endeavors, my presence will not go with you? It is bad news. Just like it was bad news for the people of Israel. Because they realized that without the presence of God, they will struggle. Even though the promises were, were, was assured, without the presence of God, they will be frustrated. Without the presence of God, they will end up being bitter. Why do I say this? When you read the verse 14, Bible says that, and after they coerced God, Bible said that he said that, then my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. One benefit of the presence of God in the life of the believer is that the presence of God assures us of rest. The presence of God brings us rest. One thing about God is that he's a burden taker. You know, one thing about God is that he's a heavy load lifter. So when you read the word of God in the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 28, Bible says that, Come to me all you who worry, or all you who are in labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So anytime... The presence of God, you know, we entertain the presence of God. Anytime we walk in the presence of God, what God does for us is that he gives us rest. He lifts off burden. He takes the burden upon himself. 
You know, the people of God and the, the people of Israel realized that in those times, it was times of war. Pilgriming through the wilderness to the promised land. Bible says that they were going to face so many nations, the Perizzites, the Hittites, you know, so many oppositions along the way. And, and, and they needed the presence of God to give them rest from these attacks. In the same way as children of God, in this era, we are not being faced by nations fighting against us. We are faced by so many arrows thrown by the enemy along the line, week in and week out, day in and day out. You know, every second, every minute, the enemy wants opportunities to impede us. He wants opportunities to prevent us from achieving what God has set for us. That is why we need the presence of God. When God is with us, what happens is that when the enemy throws the fiery dart, God, you know, takes it away from us. And he gives us that grace to be able to sail through. So without the presence of God, we will not be able to receive rest. When somebody has the presence of God all over his life, what happens is that as the person experiences the rest of God, where people are struggling, where people are, you know, being challenged, where people are giving up, where people are being opposed, you know, the presence of God gives us rest such that we sail through with ease. And that is why we need the presence of God so much. That is why the presence of God is like heaven to us, you know. Heaven is a place of joy. Heaven is a place of no, no stress. Heaven is a place of worship. Heaven is a place of enjoying the blessings of God. So the presence of God assures us rest. And it is my prayer that this year, 2022 and beyond, even as we aim to allow the presence of God to permeate every aspect of our lives, it is my prayer that the presence of God that brings rest will be your portion in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bring rest on all sides of your life. You know, Bible says that by strength shall no man prevail. So even though God had told them that, oh, definitely, the promised land is there for your taking. You know, they realize that without the presence of God, they are going to use their strength. They are going to face the enemies by, by themselves. They are going to be, and I believe that, you know, they had just come from captivity, and I'm not sure they were, they were, they were so armed, like the nations that were not under captivity, who were already ready for battle. And in view that, using their own abilities, using their own strength, they were going to fail. So they needed God's presence. They needed the presence of God. You know, and, 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 and like I said, we have so many blessings in store for us. And the adversary, the enemy, will always fight. When you read somewhere in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, Bible says something. Paul was addressing the church in Corinth. And then he was telling them that a great and effective door has been opened unto me. But there are many adversaries. There are many adversaries, as the American would say, adversaries. Okay. So they are, they are, they are, they are the enemy you know, always want to impede the, the, the blessings of the child of God. So even as doors open for us, the enemy wants to shut the door. Even when opportunities are open for us, he wants to put a mountain before us. But the presence of God in our lives, you know, makes sure that those doors keep open. Hallelujah. The presence of God in our life makes sure that those mountains are leveled. When you read Psalm 97 verse 5, Bible says that mountains melt like wax before the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. So, you know, just assume you carry the presence of God. Just assume you are walking in the presence of God. If mountains melt before the presence of God, and you walk in the presence of God, and you carry the presence of God. It means that even as you move, every mountain begins to melt. Even as you move, every opposition begins to move away. Even as you move, every crooked path begins to make, become straight for you. That is the blessings of the presence of God. 
it gives us rest on all sides. Where people are using their strength to climb that mountain of opposition and they are slipping off. When people are using their abilities and using their intellect and all the connections they have to make sure they get to the promise by climbing the opposition and overcoming the oppositions of the enemy against their life and they are slipping off. Because we carry the presence of God, we sail through with ease. Because mountains are melting before us. It is my prayer that this year you desire always to be in the presence of God. It is my prayer that this year in your closet, everywhere you find yourself, just activate the presence of God. It melts mountains. It moves away oppositions. When you read Bible, the word of God in Psalm 27, the Bible said, I lift up your heads, O ye gates. Psalm, yeah, Psalm 27. He said, I lift up your head, O ye gates. Be lifted up, O ye everlasting door. Then the king of glory shall come in. Yeah, I think I had the wrong verse. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, mighty in battle. Hallelujah. So when, when the presence of God is, 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 is there, you know, God gives us the ability to even overcome battles. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, mighty in battle. You know, when this king of glory comes, doors open. Heavy doors open. Doors of opposition open. And he assures us of victory. He assures us of victory. You know, I was, I was looking at the life of the people of Israel. And then I was, I was reading somewhere in scripture where, you know, there was this king called, yes, lift up your heads, O ye gate. Oh, 24, sorry, not 27. And be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. So as his presence leads us, he's, he's, he's opening doors, you know. He's opening doors. You remember when, when Peter was in jail? You know, series of doors. Series of doors. That man cannot, you know, open. Because of the presence of God, they just began to open for him. Even as he walked, doors began to open for him. Until he found himself going to his friends, who were, who, his friends who were in a time of prayer. And that is what God does for us when we allow his presence to lead us. When we allow his presence to go ahead of us. That is the presence of God. And when you look at the people of Israel very well, you realize that so many nations feared them. There was a time a king, the Midianite king, you know, recruited a sorcerer to curse the people of Israel. Because they had heard that the people of Israel were winning battles. Anywhere they went, they were, you know, annihilating nations. And they were just moving and they were just coming. They were an unstoppable force. And Bible said that this king wanted to curse them. You know, and then and then the, the, the sorcerer said that how can you curse people whom God have blessed? And then if you study their story very well, you realize that any time they were going for war, they, in their camp, they had the presence of God in the in the in the in the in the form of an ark. When you read the scripture, the Bible said that it represented the glory and the presence of God. So the ark of God always, you know, went ahead of the people of Israel when they went for battles. And always they won their battles. So when God's presence leads us, he gives us rest and he wins our battles for us. In the book of First Samuel 4, 16 to 18, I understood why the ark of God was really, really important in the, people of, in the life of the people of Israel. You know, he told Eli, I have just come from the battle, battle line. I fled from it this very day. Eli asked, what happened, my son? The man who brought the news replied, Israel fled before the Philistines. And the army has suffered heavy losses. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God has been captured. When he mentioned the ark of God, Eli fell back off his chair by the side of the gate. His neck was broken and he died. 
For he was an old man and he was heavy and he had led Israel 40 years. You know, this is a very pathetic story. But when you look at it carefully, you realize that the ark of God that represented the presence of God in the, people, in the life of the people of Israel was actually the cause of his death. When you look at it carefully, you realize the Bible says that his, his, his sons had passed. They died in battle. Nothing happened. But Bible said that, and when he mentioned that the ark of God had been taken, he fell. And, and it tells you about how the ark of God meant, you know, what it meant in the life of the people of Israel. Eli was a very, you know, um, experienced priest who knew the statutes of God, who learned the word of God, and he knew what having the presence of God in the Israelite camp meant for them. He saw that, he realized that that was the end of the people of Israel. The ark has been taken away. And when you read the verse 20 to 22, something also happened. Bible says that at that same time, you know, uh, Eli's daughter-in-law, that is um, um, Phinehas' wife, was on the verge of delivering. And when he said that as she, was, she was dying because she was overcome by bed pains, you know, and she named the boy Ichabod, saying the glory has departed from Israel because of the capture of the ark of God and the death of her father-in-law and her, and her husband. She said the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. So anytime anybody walks with the presence of God, the glory of God exudes in the life of the person. And that is why we cannot go without the presence of God. You know, he said that because the ark of God, which represented the presence of God in the, people of, in the life of the people of Israel, had been captured, the glory of God had departed from the people of Israel. How will you feel as a child of God to lose the glory of God? It is my prayer that we will embrace the presence of God. It is my prayer that the presence of God that brings God's glory over our lives will reflect and radiate in our lives in the name of Jesus. When you read David's, when you read somewhere in the book of Psalm 51, David makes a prayer. He said that, you know, create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. You know, cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. David was somebody who actually understood what the presence of God meant. So at any point in time, any time he fell to sin, any time he realized that he was on the downward side of his faith, all that he prayed for is that, that I may not lose the presence of God. Because the presence of God meant a lot in his life. So the people of Israel and the entire nation of Israel and Moses could not afford to move to the promised land without the presence of God. And it is my prayer that this year, let the presence of God be dear to your heart. When you read somewhere, when you read the scripture very well, in the verse 16, you realize that one thing the presence of God does in the life of the believer is that he sets, the presence of God sets us apart from the world. It, 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 it marks us out as the most privileged, the most preferred, the most favored among the lot. That is the presence of God. So when you read the Exodus 33, 16, Moses asked this question, how then will the nations of the world know that we have found favor or found grace in thy sight? How would they know that we have found grace in your sight? Except your presence go with us. How shall we be unique? How shall we be distinguished? How can we be separate from the people of the earth if your presence does not go with us? So one thing about the presence of God is that it marks us for favor. The presence of God sets us apart. It makes us unique. It makes us different. You know, when you read somewhere in the book of Judges, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, you know, 
And he said that the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. You know, the presence of God, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. You know, he began to give all excuses. If the Lord is indeed with me, how can all these things be happening? And then he starts to give an excuse. You know, my clan is the weakest clan in the whole of Israel. And even in my family, I'm the weakest and the youngest. How can that be? But the angel was saying that the Lord is with you. So when the Lord is with you, when his presence is in your life, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your, state, your, your stature. It doesn't matter your poor qualities. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. The presence of God will set you apart. The presence of God will lift you out among the lot. That is the presence of God. So one thing a believer should desire most, even in our quest to achieve great things, is the presence of God. It does great things even in our lives. The story of Joseph is a life of God's presence. In the book of Genesis chapter 39, verse 2 to 6. When you read the scripture very well, it starts by saying that the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. So it means that even good success comes when God's presence is in your life. Because God was with him. You know, God was with him. He said that his master saw that, his, his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord had made him, the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. When anybody walks in God's presence, when anybody walks, allows the presence of God to lead him, his, his life, what happens is that it becomes very evident. Yeah. The world sees that you are unique. The world, the world sees that you are blessed. The world sees that you are highly favored. You know, Joseph was somebody who was just carried from Israel, you know, into a, a foreign land. And I believe that Potiphar had a lot of servants in his home. He had, you know, senior servants. He had servants of all caliber in his household. But Bible says that because God was with Joseph, when he came to the house, he was unique. The presence of God in his life set him apart from all the people in the household. Bible says that his master even saw that indeed the presence of God was with him. It is my prayer that this year, May God bring you good success. Hallelujah. May, may people wonder and ask. And may, they, may you tell them that it's the presence of God. May you tell them that it's the presence of God. And when you, when you look at it you know, critically, you realize that the presence of God wrapped all over him. And Bible said that he put him, he made him overseer of his house. He made him overseer of his house. The presence of God brings promotion. Hallelujah. The presence of God brings promotion. Maybe you are seeking or looking for promotion in in, in any phase of your life and it has tarried for far too long you know, try the presence of God walk in the presence of God it brings promotion I believe, Bible, when you read somewhere in the book of Psalm 75 Bible says that promotion neither comes from the east nor the west you know, Bible says that it comes from God he said that God is the judge he is the one who brings down one person and lifts up the other I believe that when he came into the house, because of God's presence in his life, Potiphar had no choice than to bring down his head servant and lift up Joseph because he was unique. The presence of God was making a difference in his life. And that was the secret of God's presence. So the people of Israel realized that we cannot go without the presence of God. But thanks be to God that in this 21st century, the word of God has assured you and I, children of God, who has accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, that God is with us. He is constantly with us. In Matthew 28, you know, Jesus, when he was ascending, you know, his last remark he made, he told them, this was, he said, Surely I am with you unto the very end of the age. 
and, and, and this was not only applicable to the disciples or believers at the time, but everyone who believes, you and I who have also believed, God's presence is with us. Emmanuel is with us. So sometimes people ask this question, if indeed God is with us, why are we not experiencing rest in our lives? We are Christians. If indeed God is with us, why are we struggling all over? If indeed God is with, God is with us, why is the enemy buffeting us on all sides? If indeed God is with us, why do we look as if, why do we call ourselves Christians? Why do we look as if we are people without any savior? Now, I was just studying the word of God and I realized that indeed God is with us as children of God. All we need to do as children of God is always to activate his presence in our lives. We always have to live in the consciousness of the fact that he is with us. And that is the only way we can experience his presence in our lives. So it is just like you have a solution to a problem in your life and you are not going to that solution. Activate the presence of God. Activate the presence of God. And there are so many ways as children of God we can do to always activate the presence of God that brings rest, the presence of God that wins battles, the presence of God that makes our life a blessed life. There are so many ways. One of them is always to live in a life of thanksgiving and worship. And I think the last time I spoke about the attitude of gratitude. In Psalm 100, the Bible says that before you come to the, activate the presence of God, enter with this password, thank you. So thank you is the password to God's presence. And he continues to say that praise him, worship him. So praising, worshiping God, it doesn't matter how nice your voice is. You know, when it comes to your personal relationship with God, your voice may be hoarse, it may not be like, uh, my voice may not be like Carrie's voice, my, I may not be somebody who knows music, like maybe Deb knows music, or Helen knows music, but no matter how my voice is, even as I worship God from a genuine heart, I activate his presence. Hallelujah. So when we allow our lives to be a life of worship, always praising God, always exalting God, you realize that you always switch into the spiritual mode. Always the presence of God is in your life. Let us constantly worship. Let us constantly be thankful. Let us constantly praise the Lord. And, and one thing is to acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. You know, in, in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, the Bible says that trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. You know, it is, it is when, you, when you let God know that indeed you need him. It is when you know, make God know that he's indeed important in your life. That is when he shows up. That is when his presence is all over your life. So during the 31st watch night, I was talking about um, authors of books. People who write articles and books. Anytime they write books, they have a... A section for acknowledgement, you know. They try to, you know, declare their indebtedness to some people without whom they wouldn't have been able to write the book, you know. And then, the, you know, some people use their family members. I am grateful to my wife. I'm grateful to this person, so, so, and so. Just to let them, people know that without them, we couldn't have written this book. And in the same way, as children of God, we should always let God take the steering wheel. We should always let God know that he is the real deal. Most often, we, we, we make God the alternative. We have plans, we have dreams, we have aspirations, but we don't acknowledge God. We don't tell God that, God, I am weak. You are strong. I acknowledge you. Take charge. When you, when you do that, you actually train a challenge to God, and God will never fail. You are training a challenge to God that he is in the helm of affairs. So what you want to do will not fail, because God is taking charge. So when we acknowledge God... What we are saying is that we are declaring our vulnerability and we are telling God that he is the one 
who can take charge. And when God takes charge, miracles happen. When God takes charge, good things happen. In our finances, in our family life, in the upbringing of our children, in everything that we do, let us acknowledge God. Let us acknowledge God. When we acknowledge Him, His presence, you know, takes charge. He takes preeminence in everything that we do. And He blesses our lives. It is just like you are having a fundraiser. And then you have all these big billionaires in there. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, everyone there, you know. When you, when you, when you don't acknowledge them, and you, you, take, you take the step to do the fundraising, you know, you are sure that you go home with nothing. When you give them a high place, when you, give, you acknowledge them, you know, give them a high table, let them, you know, feel they are recognized. You know, in Ghana, when we're having fundraisers, I don't know about the U.S., you invite prominent people who have money, prominent people who can, you know, give a lot. And normally when they come, they don't sit among the lot. They, they are given a special place. You make them feel good. And all that you are trying to do is that indirectly you are telling them that I'm making you feel good, so show your powers. You know, I'm making you feel good. Let me see something from your pocket, you know. And it's the same way with God, you know. He is the superior king. We have to let him take preeminence over everything that we do. That is the only way we can see his presence in our lives. So when we are going out, we are praying that God, without you, I cannot go and come back. But with you, all things are possible. Take charge of today. His presence will go with you. His presence will annihilate the enemy along the line. His presence will bring you victory. Let us acknowledge God. And even as we acknowledge him, we activate his presence in our lives. And we are going to see every blessing he has said or every word he has in store for us come to pass. So there are so many ways of activating the presence of God. But for time's sake, worship God. Bless God. Exalt God. We, we, we activate his presence in our lives. Also acknowledge him. Sometimes we even do things before we tell God. When we use our connections and our abilities and our strength and everything and it feels, that is when we come to God and we tell God that, oh God, I need you. But let us make him the real deal in 2022. Him first. Without him, like Moses said, we will not go. And even as we do that, God is going to bless us. It is my prayer that God's presence, that is like heaven. God's presence, that brings rest. God's presence, that brings victory. God's presence, that wins battles. God's presence, that melts mountains like wasp, will be our portion this year. And it is my prayer that we'll climb as the year, you know, blessing the name of God, exalting the name of God, that we give him the chance to lead us, and he has brought us victory. The Lord bless us tonight for his word. And may he always cause us to walk in his presence. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and we give you all the praise for tonight. We bless your name for your word, O God, tonight. Your word has assured us that your presence, O God, brings great blessings in the life of the believer. We pray in the name of Jesus that help us to live in the consciousness of your presence. Let us live a life that will always entertain your presence in our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus, even as we take this bold step to allow you to lead our lives in all that we do. It is our prayer that may you win battles for us this year. It is our prayer that may you heal sicknesses this year. It is our prayer that may you bring us victory on all sides. It is our prayer that requests, O God, and desires we have had, expectations we have looked forward to, O God, for far too long that have tarried. O God, we are going to receive answers to them because your presence is leading us. We know that we are more than conquerors with you in our boat. Therefore, tonight we bless you and we give you all the praise for your constant assurance that you are with us. We exalt you and we bless your name. We commit the weak, O God, into your hands. 
even as we are resolved to walk in your presence. Let this week be a blessed week for us. We are praying in the name of Jesus that every task of God each and everyone has set ahead of him or herself to do, let it be accomplished even in the name of Jesus. We pray that may we meet once again Sunday, giving you glory, giving you honor, that when we trusted in you and dedicated our hearts and lives to you and allowed your presence to lead our lives, you have blessed us in a special way. We give you all the praise and we give you all the honor for visiting us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And God bless you. If anyone wants prayer, Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.